up, brothers and sisters? I hope you're having a great day, great week. It is the week before Thanksgiving that we are recording this show. And uh, yeah, super stoked to visit with you again. Hey, if you don't follow us on social media, make sure you do so at Media. That's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And uh, we've done our best to start pushing the limits of uh, what we can post, uh, things that will hopefully inspire and encourage you. And please, if that is taking place, make sure you uh, give us a like, give us a response, give us a comment, shoot us an email, whatever you want to do to connect with us and to let us know that the material and content we are putting out is encouraging you in some way. That's our mission to inspire your soul uh, at the Mitch Gray Media um, company, per se. Let's talk in futuristic form. Let's just call it a company and know that one day that will happen. So, yeah, we're building the foundation right now. So make sure you follow us on social media at Media G-R-A-Y. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so. If someone just sent you this episode or you saw it on social media, so you clicked over and you've not subscribed, please do so. You can find it on iTunes, uh, Podbean, Stitcher, uh, iHeart, I believe, and many other platforms. So make sure you look for The Mitch Gray Show, G-R-A-Y, and make sure you subscribe to us. It's free. And so, yeah, just another way that we are uh, looking to inspire you and encourage your day. So, Yes, the week before Thanksgiving is where we sit in the time spectrum in 2018, uh, talking about the uh, American time spectrum and the scale that we're living. So uh, we're headed into the holiday season. Um, We're headed into a time of year that hopefully you will get to take some time off and rest and visit your friends and family Uh, I know it can, for many, also be a stressful time of the year as you are shopping for gifts or traveling to other cities or states or even countries. Uh, Maybe you live in another country and you are on your way back to your home country to visit family. Um, Our hope and prayer for you, uh, regardless of where you're going, is that you have safe travels, that you have a great fun time, that you eat too much food. It's okay to do that every once in a while. Just make sure that after those few days of gorging yourself on your uh, family's unbelievable culinary skills, that you take some time for yourself, go to the gym, get out and walk in in the park, walk the sidewalk, uh, play some turkey day football with your family or whatever you do uh, to find that physical activity. So yeah, we pray blessings on you this time of year, all, all, all year, but especially this time of year, as many of you may be traveling, um, et cetera. So, okay, season two and of the Mitch Grace Show, and I'm really, I say it every time, but I just get more and more excited about the messages that we're leaving with you, uh, about the content that we're creating. It is so exciting Um, to see what's happening, to see the connections that we're able to make, to see the relationships that we're building um, all over the country. And we're actually uh, starting to build relationships in other parts of the world. And it is a really, really cool thing. It's a very humbling thing. And so, yeah, this is just a fun time to be alive, isn't it? Yeah, just a fun time to be alive. So season two of The Mitch Gray Show, this current episode, Blood Ground 
the truth behind the story. Blood ground, the truth behind the story. There's a story to everything, right? There's a story to why we have our successes. There's a story to why we have our uh, mistakes. There is a story to every decision we make. There is a story to every action that we take. There's a story to every relationship we have. There's a story to every relationship that we have decided to keep. And there's a story to every relationship that we decide to move on from. There is a story to the reason that you are where you are in this moment. Maybe you're driving down the road headed somewhere. Maybe you're sitting at your job taking a break, listening to some encouraging words. Maybe you're at school sitting in a class and your teacher or professor has said, yeah, you can check out some stuff while you do your work. Number one, regardless of where you are, thank you for listening. And number two, there is always a story, isn't there? Blood ground, the truth behind the story. I was inspired uh, quite a few years ago to jot down this topic, blood ground, uh, in my, I, I keep a few different notebooks that I use uh, for, one of them I use for writing music, one of them I use for uh, topical uh, uh, lectures and teachings like this. I actually have another notebook that I want to use certain topics for podcasting. I have another notebook that I write notes down for my next book project. And so I have all these notebooks that, uh, you know, inspiration just comes to you. I have my cell phone that has my notes in it that I put stuff in there. So I've just got you know, probably 10 or 15 different resources laying around at any given time where I keep record of the ideas that come to me. And quite a few years ago, uh, when I was considering uh, my book that's out now, The Gathering Place, when I was considering topics that I wanted to cover and the message I wanted to give, this idea of blood ground came to me. And it was actually inspired by a conversation that I had with my son about eight or nine years ago. Uh, my son was eh, probably seven or years ago. My son was in fifth or sixth grade at the time. And he came home one day from school. And like we normally did when our kids were young and came home from school, uh, we would ask them, you know, how their day went. And then I would always ask them, what did you learn today? Because I was just, uh, you know, curious about what they took from the day. And I'm, I've always been curious as well about how our educational system works or lack thereof. And so I kind of measured, used, used that question as a barometer to measure both how my kids were learning and if they could make changes to their learning style and how our educational system, how uh, effective it is and was. And so I would always ask them, how was your day and what did you learn today? And so one day, I think my son was in fifth or sixth grade, he came home and it was near this time of year, uh, Thanksgiving, give or take. And uh, he said, we learned about the first Thanksgiving. And if any of you know me, uh, you, you know that I am a question asker. I'm inquisitive. I'm not pessimistic. Um, I'm not negative. I'm simply curious. I'm curious to know how you arrived at the conclusion you've arrived at. I don't doubt your conclusion. I'm not pessimistic toward your conclusion. I'm curious about the journey. For me, the journey of discovering why you've ended where you've ended is uh, teaches me more about you 
and your experience. It tells me more of the story than you just sharing your conclusion. And so my son says, Dad, we learned about the first Thanksgiving. And I said, oh, really? So what did your teacher um, tell you about the first Thanksgiving? And it was the run of the mill, you know, kind of what the history books have in them, that the settlers came and they, they, you know, found out about this land that they called America and they decided to uh, meet the uh, natives who already lived here and they all became best friends and they harvested a meal together and they brought to the table what they had and they shared a happy meal together. And, you know, in, in a capsule, that's kind of what kids are taught, especially at a young age. And so I, uh, after my son shared with me, relayed the message he was taught, I said, uh, is that really how the story went? And he goes, Dad, what do you mean? And I said, do you, do you really think that everything happened in that fashion, that they became friends and that they became good neighbors and that they helped each other out and that they had a great Thanksgiving meal together like they were long-lost cousins who finally met? He said, well, Dad, that, you know, that's kind of the way the story goes. And I said, is it? And he goes, Dad, what do you mean? And I said, Micah, let's think about this for a second. There were already people in this land living for thousands and thousands of years. They had families here. They had heritage here. They had culture here. They're the indigenous people of this land that 250 some odd years ago was then renamed America. And then all of a sudden these people showed up and decided to start taking the land And they robbed the land from these indigenous people, and they took from them their wives and their kids. They took from them their their animals and the things that they had built. They literally robbed and killed and used bloodshed to create the first Thanksgiving. They were not celebrating this neighborly fashion. What they were celebrating was victory. In their minds, they had discovered a new land that they were going to take over because they were trying to create something different than the place they currently resided, something that they could have a democratic government where they could have what they called freedom. But within the name of creating democracy and freedom, they imprisoned many others. Is that Thanksgiving, son? he said, wow, dad, I I never thought about that. And I said, yeah, most people don't. And I said, Micah, when you go to school tomorrow, what I would like you to do is talk to your teacher and just tell her that you would like to respectfully ask a question and share a story. And that you're not doing it in a way to be mean or rebellious, but you're doing it in respect and honor because you want people to learn the truth of that story. And so he did. He went to school, and he got to share that with his teacher. And when he came home the ne- that day, I, I said, son, how did school go today? And did you get to talk to your teacher about this? He said, yeah, I did. I said, well, how did she respond? And she said, Micah, thank you. That is how the story really goes. And I will never teach history the same again. Blood ground, the truth behind the story. You see, life is made of stories. 
Life is made of experiences and events. And while there is honor in those stories and there is truth in those stories, there is also a balance of perspective and understanding and knowledge. And while we explore and take adventures into these ancient stories, what happens over time is these ancient stories become mythological. But there is still shreds of truth. It's kind of like when you were a kid, if you were ever involved in groups or teamwork activities, one of the things that people would always do when they talked about rumors or they talked about talking about other people's, they would play what we used to call the telephone game, right? And you would have a group of like 25 people and you would start off by whispering a statement to the first person and then they had to whisper that statement all the way around the group. And then when it got to the last person, that person would share what was whispered to them. And I've done that game hundreds of times with groups of teenagers and adults alike. And what's funny is when you get to the end, the story always changes. And that's kind of like these ancient stories, these historical happenings. Did the first, quote, Thanksgiving take place? Sure it did. But did it happen in the mythological way that we've been taught? No. So that story gets changed through the decades and the centuries. And most of the time, mythical stories begin, begin evolving into a story that will only highlight goodness and hope. So no one wants to hear the story that America, for example, was founded on bloodshed, war, and rampage, and rape, and theft. Like, no one wants to write that in the history books. Why? Because it doesn't sell. It doesn't give people hope, per se. We want to tell the good stories, right? We want to package it in a way that it'll sell, and that people can be happy about. But the problem with that perspective is it loses the truth in the story. You see, brothers and sisters, one of the most beautiful things about life is that it is good and it is joyous and it is happy and it is awesome, but it's also bloody and it's gory and it's painful and you have to grieve. And if you take away any of those dynamics, you lose the full aspect of living. You can't always be the monk on the mountainside, never dealing with people. And you can't always be the life of the party every day. And you can't always be the one that goes and camps in the tent and stays there and never comes off the mountainside. And you can't always be the one that goes out the door every morning happy and smiling and whistling. Life just doesn't work that way. There is bloodshed and there is goodness. There is birth and there is death. It is the circle of life. Blood ground, the truth behind the story. What are you telling in your story? Are you the one that when you meet someone new, all you want them to know is the great highlights? 
you know, the ones that you go back and say, if I can just remember one thing, it's that because it makes me feel awesome. Or maybe you're the one that when you meet someone new, all you want to do is do what I call air your dirty laundry. You're the naysayer. You're the negative Nelly. You're the person that people walk away from and go, wow, I do not want to engage with that person again. We all know those two people. What if we strive to just be the compassionately vulnerable ones? That we simply let each moment and each conversation be what it should be. That we strive to be fully present in the story, fully accepting of every moment, and fully understanding that this perspective of truth will evolve over time. And that's okay. I want to go back to the ancient stories. Brothers and sisters, it is so valuable that we listen to the ancient stories that we remind ourselves of our heritage, of our culture, of the things that our grandparents and great-grandparents told us, that we go back and we read the history books and we read the religious books and we go back and we see all of this really cool stuff that humanity went through, that we, that we go through and we listen to the heartbeat of the ancient stories. Because it is those stories that help us understand why we are where we are. And we have personal ancient stories, don't we? We have stories that happened 10 years ago or 15 years ago or 20 years ago. And yes, some of those stories may be things that were like, oh my gosh, I don't want to think about again. But you know what? It is those stories that have made you who you are today. And it is the story that you are living now that will make you who you are in 10 years. So we must listen to the ancient stories. And then the question becomes, as we're exploring those ancient stories, what are the truths that lie between the lines of those stories? Like, what are the mistakes that we can learn from and what are the truths that we can hang on to? I've mentioned in this podcast and on my social media platform that while I admire and I honor the way that I grew up, there are beautiful truths about the upbringing that I had, but there are also things that I've worked hard to change. So while I hang on to the truths that lie in between the lines, I also learn to discard and heal myself from the things that I don't want to take I don't want to deal with them anymore. I don't want to live with those things. I don't I want to live a life that's different in many ways. So what we learn to do within ourselves and within the ancient stories of time is we learn to say, okay, we're discarding this and we're healing ourselves of this and we're acknowledging this and we're aware of this. And then we find the truths, the truths of love and acceptance and compassion, the truths of honoring your family and your culture, the truths of making sure that you are going to protect that culture and that family and that place. 
Yes, there are truths that lie between the lines. What are they? When you think about the ancient stories, when you think about the blood ground, what you're really talking about is living to honor these stories, yet simultaneously walking your own path. We've all seen it, right? The young child that grows up in a really, really uh, confident and strong culture. And then they graduate high school and they say, I'm moving off to go to college. And I had many friends in, in high school that I watched this happen to. They would say that they're moving off to college and it was almost like their family considered it an embarrassment that that child would move to another city, that that child would go and create their own life. It was almost like if you don't stay here with us, we cannot see you as family any longer. In other words, they protected their culture so much that it became an imprisonment. Brothers and sisters, it is perfectly okay for you to honor your culture and your stories. It is perfectly okay to grow up in a fashion that you found the truths of that heritage, yet you're living your own life. You are walking your own path. There is no embarrassment in that. There is no shame in that. And in fact, friends, that is what we call empowerment. It is an empowering thing to say, I honor my culture, I honor my heritage, I honor the stories, and I'm taking with me those...